This is the Stew Sports Discussion Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Stu's Sports Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Stu Shoemake, joined tonight by my buddy, Matthew Spray Sprayberry. Um, we're going to talk some sports and uh, see where it takes us. So glad y'all are here to join us. Um, going to kick kicked off right away, not waste any time. And just go into some, let's see, some Major League Baseball talk. Um, uh, season's winding down. We got right at a month left. And looking at the divisions, I'm seeing that most of the races are pretty much decided. Uh, wouldn't you say, Spray? Um well, uh, I mean, as far as the the National League Central, like I think that, you know, I think there's there's a there's a close margin where the you know where the Cubs or Brewers could could sneak up and overtake the Cardinals. So I feel like that that, that division is definitely still up for grabs. But I think yeah, I think the NL East and the NL West is definitely decided already. Yeah. But as far as like the as the wild card is concerned, like I think that I mean it's right now it's down to the Cubs or the uh, or the Nats, and uh, I mean that could make that that could make for a great one one uh, you know one game wild card, uh, which uh, unfortunately as a uh, as a diehard Cubs fan I don't I don't see the Cubs winning that <laughs> one, especially if uh, Max Scherzer is going to take the mound. So, well, as a diehard Braves fan, those people seem to be sticking around for both of us. Um, we actually, they start the series tomorrow night. Um, the Braves are up by seven games and yeah, who knows? Washington could come in and sweep that and make it a, a race for the rest of the, for the remainder of the month. That would put them, if they swept the series, I'd put them within four games. So, yeah, that's, I mean, the Braves, have, the Braves have been rolling and I think they're, I mean, I think they've, they've had a great season and, uh, I mean, I think like. Like I said, the Cubs and the the Cubs and the Brewers are right there, but like I feel like the Cardinals are kind of pulling away at this point, and I feel like that you know it could you know I feel like the Cubs like like I said as a Cubs fan like our, our starting pitching is awful. I mean, you Darvish is you Darvish is the biggest like waste of money I think we've ever spent. I, I don't I don't I, I was great I was really happy about that decision, and then like the first season I was like oh god. And uh, and it was just kind of got away from us, and now we're I feel like we're starting to be like the Yankees, where we're bringing in all these old relievers that you are all pitchers that used to be good, like Cole Hamels, John Lester. Now John Lester's had some success with us before, obviously, and he's had a lot of success in the postseason, which is why I think they did that. But like, but as a as a whole, like I feel like we could have made some moves at the beginning of the season to bolster that starting lineup, and now you've got what you've got now, where you really can't rely on starting pitching and then our bullpen is God as that's an even worse disaster. But yeah, I, I don't, as a Cubs fan, I, I'd love to see us in the postseason, but I, I, I just see us melting down at the end of the season. So maybe the one called one, the one game wild card, and then we're out. Okay. So looking at the rest of the, the, looking at the American league, I would say Houston and the Yankees pretty much have it, their divisions wrapped up. Uh, this 
Absolutely. And the American League is like the National League. There's still a little bit of hope for Cleveland. Um, but they would probably be playing for a wild card against the Rays and maybe Oakland having an outside shot. At, but uh, so I like I like Oakland. Um, I like Oakland in that in that last wild card spot. I feel like they've got the uh, you know they've got the pitching, they've got the hitting. Um, I mean, through and through the the A's the A's continue to build upon the Moneyball philosophy, and they continue to make these moves they've been i mean god billy bean like to 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 break down and analyze a move that billy bean makes i mean you might not be able to see it for like three or four seasons down the road but then it finally starts like falling into place mm-hmm. but uh, i mean they've got some really good young starting pitchers uh they just brought sean mania just came back the other day he pitched a pretty good game against the yankees uh i don't think he he was successful i think he was like five and two thirds i think they got him toward the end or whatever, but he, uh, you know, but they've got a, they've got a, they've got a lot of depth in their roster and I feel like they could make a move and then Cleveland is very talented, obviously also, but I mean, I think like, I, I like, I like Oakland in that last uh, wild card spot in the AL. Cool. And looking at it, the last 10 games are all right at 500, only one game separates them. So that could be a fun one to watch just to wrap up the end of the year. Absolutely. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to postseason baseball. Yes. Definitely, uh, it's it's a great time of year. You got postseason baseball, the NFL starting, college football's here. I mean, this is just it's a sports sports fans' favorite time of year. That and that's right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm pumped about it as well. Hey, you're a big fantasy guy. Any thoughts? <laughs> um, most. Well, I mean, I can't really, I can't really give advice to people that I compete with in a specific league, seeing that I'm somehow found my way into first place somehow, um, and I'm I'm in a bye week right now. Technically, we're in the playoffs right now in Stu's sports sports discussion fantasy baseball right. league. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, I I I will say this: like I, I I've got a, a different like like a surprise like a I, I will I will say a disappointing two disappointing players I've uh, witnessed this year, and uh, one of them was Chris Sale, and who was one of my starting pitchers. He was actually one of my keepers, but uh, just really just uh, like you saw him at the beginning of the season, just a really just a sharp dip in his velocity. I mean, last year he was throwing up in the upper, in the upper nineties in the beginning. I got I'd say probably through the middle of May, I mean, he finally started getting a little bit of that velocity back, but just, just really wasn't, you know, really wasn't hitting the strike zone really well, really kind of unsure of himself, trying out, trying out new things. And it kind of blew up in everybody's face. Cause I mean, if you're getting Chris, you're getting Chris sale, you're thinking you get like an 18 game winner. You got an ERA of under, you know, probably close to two under two. And then you've got all those strikeouts. Like you got over 200 strikeouts and you're not getting any of that this season. And now he's, gone for this gone for the rest of the season so good luck in the postseason me so but anyway but yeah that's that was my disappointing player of the of the of the i guess of the season for me in fantasy baseball yeah but uh if you're if you're out there and you're you're still needing a little pitcher help especially to pad your era your strikeouts out uh go pick up carlos carrasco oops though too late because i've already got him in our league so try something else guys awesome but i I think I feel like my team, man. 
I probably got six guys on the DL right now here at the Yes. That let, let me let me let me talk on that real fast too. I'll be really quick. The ten DL the ten day DL is garbage. It is absolute and utter garbage and it has wrecked fantasy baseball for me. <laughs> and I like and, and since I like I was talking to you before the podcast, like since I've had like another kid come along, I've got a little boy, like um, I used to be in like, I used to play in nine leagues, like a, like a season, like nine different leagues. Yes. That, you heard me right. Nine. Um, but now, I've, you know, I'm down, down to conservatively, conservatively down to three, but, uh, like I, you know, the, but the, 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 oh, I'm sorry, I can't talk. Um, the thing that I've noticed is that ever since the 10 day DL has come along, there is like the teams will not hesitate to put somebody on that. Yeah. And the ten day DL doesn't just last ten days; it lasts like, you know, sometimes three weeks. And so, with players, you know, the guys want to want to make sure they're healthy, healthy. Then they go have to do their rehab stint, and it's it is like you will see a ton of guys land on the ten day ten day DL. And so, it's hard to maintain a fantasy roster when that happens. Yeah. Obviously, what were, so the ten day DL is garbage. Yeah, I mean, they're so inconsiderate of us fantasy guys. What can you say? Right. I mean, they're ruining my they're ruining my career. <laughs> it's not really a career, but I mean, you know, it's my hey, hobby. I, so I that and craft beer. All right, so um, let's move on to the NFL. <clears throat> All right. You got it. Uh, did you notice Zeke signed a deal? I did. I did see that today. Um, Ninety million. He'll be with the uh, Cowboys through. Um, 2026, I believe. So that's jeez. Hey, dude, get. Yeah, I, I was. We were. I was talking to somebody about this today at work. And, you know, I, this may have changed since I read it last, but a couple of years back, I read the average lifespan of an NFL running back is three years. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. They too, take yeah. an absolute beat. So hey, good for him. You got his money. Now go be a player. Go be a star. Um, any breakout teams you feel anybody? Um, as far as like a um, I think a breakout team in the AFC, like I, I I like the Browns. Like I know that, and I and I and I know that everyone hates Cleveland, and Cleveland is like a horrible sports town, and and maybe just a horrible town, and you know, in general, uh, if you. Quick shout out to the uh, hastily made Cleveland tourism video. You can check that out later on YouTube. You'll get a good <laughs> laugh. Um, but the, I mean, I, I love, I want to root for the Browns. Like, I really have no like vested interest in this team at all. But like, I love Baker Mayfield. I love that. I love that he and Colin Cowherd go back and forth because Colin How- Cowherd is basically just a shock jock. He likes to ruffle people's people's feathers and talk out his rear end and say lots of dumb things that don't mean anything just to get a rise out of people. Yeah. And, and Baker Bayfield has put him in his place several times and continues to do so. And I think that Colin Cowherd is butthurt over that. <laughs> and so he's got some kind of like horrible, like, you know, vendetta against Baker Mayfield and he wants him to be unsuccessful. But I think that Baker Mayfield, despite all the hate from Cowherd and everyone else, like, I, I mean, I feel like he's going to have a breakout season. I feel like he, the, I think the Cleveland Browns are finally going to make the postseason. And they'll do well. I don't. I don't think they're going to go past the divisional round. But I mean, they'll make it. You know, they'll make it to the postseason. That's my breakout uh, AFC team. The NFC. I see the Packers back in prominence. Aaron Rodgers, their new coach. I feel like they got a great shot at, at making it. Look, 
if the Browns make it back to the playoffs, the city of Cleveland will lose their – it'll be the biggest thing since LeBron James <laughs> came back from Miami. I, it, That's right. That's right. Um, the biggest thing since the Cleveland Indians choked to the Chicago Cubs in 2016. <laughs> so that's my obligatory. Uh, Cubs has won the World Series in this century. Shameful post. So there you go. Shameful plug. There you go. On to on to bigger moves. Right. Fantasy. Tell me, tell me, tell me uh, one player out there that everybody should be thinking about. So maybe be targeting. Uh, they could get a really good deal on late in the draft. I mean, I think uh, I don't know about late in the draft, but I think uh, I think DK Metcalf, and you know, and this is you know, I'm an Ole Miss fan, so I'll go ahead and throw that out there too. But I think like in Seattle, and Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, and I think that DK Metcalf's size and his speed. I mean, I feel like he's a good target, and he could be a good deep threat. He could get be a good third down receiver i mean just he could you know he could get uh, get you a lot of yards and uh and that you know and a, and a good run pass option um offense i feel like he's a he's a good fit and he could be a, a sleeper now i mean i know a lot of guys are you know are probably gonna he's probably being picked high in the draft so i think he's going in the fifth sixth seventh round but i mean i feel like he could be a you know a, a great addition to your team late if everyone's not big on him the state fan of me is gonna have to say I agree somewhat, but he's have, gonna have to not get hurt. Yes, I agree. He's gotta, the injury proneness is there. He needs to stop. He needs to stop crying too when he gets drafted. Yeah, absolutely. That, ugh, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing as an Ole Miss fan to <laughs> to watch him cry to Pete Carroll. Man, why y'all come get me earlier, man? Why'd y'all wait so long? I'm like, dude, shut up. How much? I mean, how much was his signing bonus? Like. I, mean, I can't even remember, but it just—I mean—that that, that kills me to see guys like that, and and and, and, to, and people like Antonio Brown or have missed the entire training camp over a helmet and freezing your foot off, and then uh, you know, and then you when you get fined for it, you you cry and post a picture of it to to uh, Instagram. It's real cute, real mature, Antonio. To quote my friend Stuart Hint, he said Antonio Brown had taken way too many shots to the head. That's why. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, wrap this up with what really makes our uh, group uh, roll, and that's college football. Uh, so it was a – coming into the weekend, you look at the schedule and you're like, ah, there's only really two or three big games, you know, Alabama didn't really schedule anything big like they usually – like they have been the past couple of years. Uh, it's just two or three games. But then you have the bottom half of the SEC laying egg. Like The bottom half of the SEC acting like the bottom half of the SEC. Yeah, but exactly. it, it amplified. Like, yes. Yeah, Go have a bad game, but good gracious, don't lose to Georgia State. I mean, oh, speaking of that game, what they, what they, Georgia State got paid what, like almost a million dollars to come play that yes, game? Yes. And they, <laughs> it's fantastic. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was great. It was, it was. Um, so you said you're an old Miss fan. 
Yeah. And and you already told me you had to go with your wife and watch Florida State and didn't get to watch much of the Ole Miss game. But what are your thoughts? <laughs> no. I mean, I like the potential. I like the potential of our team. Like, I feel like we've got a lot of young talent, but I feel like we've got a lot of. I feel like they're very green. But I mean, I like the I like the potential for the future, obviously. But I mean, that's going to be rough in the present. Uh, as you saw on Saturday, um, when you, you know, when you drop your season opener to Memphis, um, and I think the total yards were, God, I think Memphis like probably doubled that a little bit more than that. I just the turnovers, just the you know, the, from the little bit I saw of the game, uh, I just I was not I was not I was not impressed. I mean, they weren't executing well. Um, I, I really do like Matt Luke. I actually played for Matt Luke's older brother, Tommy Luke. Uh, he actually coached me in high school. Uh, so he's a good guy. The Luke family is a great guy. I mean, they're a great family. Um, I've met Matt Luke before. He's a super nice guy back when I was coaching. Um, super nice guy. Talked to me. And, I mean, I was just a – you know, I was in my practicum at Southern Miss. I was, you know, doing my coaching practicum. So I was just a, a nobody. But, I mean, he took time to talk to me. He's a real, real nice guy. But, I mean, I – I'm not, I'm not so sure about the the coaching prowess, but I mean I've, I've got to stand behind him. He's he's the old Miss head coach. I like the addition of Rich Rodriguez as offensive coordinator. Interested to see what he's going to do, and with McKenzie, the defensive coordinator. But I, I I feel like defensively we looked a lot better than I thought we would. But offensively, I was it was a nightmare. Like it was. I'm very worried about our offense. Let me put it to you that way. I agree. I thought the defense was impressive uh, because. That Memphis team was a – I mean, there's a lot of talent there, a lot of preseason hype, and everybody's expecting them to really make some noise as a – yeah, defense looked good. I expected more from Matt Corral. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> and and Phillips just didn't have anywhere to run. So it might be more yeah. than against them. It could be an offensive line issue. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, but, you know. A, a lot of talent left the team, and so – Due to graduation, whatever, but um, yeah. So next man up, and they've got going to have to learn really quickly what yeah. uh what 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 uh what the trenches are like in the SEC West. So that's right. So, um, uh, most impressive team for you this past weekend? Well, um, it definitely wasn't a uh, Bama, um. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess, um, I mean, I liked, uh, I thought, I thought LSU looked really good as much as I hate to say that. Um, <laughs> I thought, I thought state, I mean, I thought your, I thought your Bulldogs looked, looked pretty decent. Um, not as not, I thought, I thought they probably could have done a lot better, but I mean, you know, that for the first, for the first game of the season, that's not bad. Um, uh, but I, I mean, I was impressed with LSU, but of course LSU didn't really play anybody. So, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I agree. I thought LSU looked the best on the field. Um, wasn't much an opponent, but they were complete. And Burroughs, five touchdowns, all of them inside yeah. the in the red zone, where it's probably the toughest to throw the ball because there's less room to move, do five touchdowns. So that offense seemed to be clicking um, and the defense was tough as always. So yeah, I, I'd give LSU the nod as probably the most complete, more impressive team this past weekend. 
State. I mean, Auburn Auburn got a good win against uh, you know Oregon. I thought that I thought they I thought they looked you know I mean I, I like they squeaked it out toward the end and that that was good. That was good for the SEC. I'll say that. Yeah, but, uh, I, I you know they they got a lot of work to do. I still I, I still think. I, yeah, and I'll give you one quick rant on that. Then I'm going to move to <laughs> state. Everybody and their brother praised Bo Nix on that last pass. Yeah, but are you kidding me? The wide receiver, <laughs> he had no business throwing that ball. You you play it safe. You don't. It, it, it should have been picked off. He should have never yeah. on it. That was a great play by the wide receiver. So, Bo Nix was a freshman, and he showed in in that game, and they're going to struggle when they play good defenses. And, I, and, that, and that's all I got to say about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I tend to agree. Um, Mississippi State, speaking of defenses, Louisiana Lafayette, or just Louisiana is what they want to be called, ran through Mississippi State. Uh, defense has to improve or they're only going to win the games they're supposed to. Um, yeah. Tommy Stevens looked great. It's amazing what a guy that can throw downfield accurately can do for an offense. The offense was clicking on all cylinders. They had a couple of mistakes. Uh, you know, he got blindsided and fumbled, didn't make the pre-snap read and missed the guy blitzing. But, you know, first game, that's going to happen. Um Offense was good. Defense better get it together. Better learn fast. There's a lot of young guys on that defensive line, replacing a couple of first round picks. Absolutely. So they better figure it out, or we're gonna when we play the LSU's, the Auburn, the Bama's, they're gonna run all. It's gonna be a long day. Um. All right. Cool. Um. Let's talk about really quick Jonathan Wilson's power pole. <laughs> I love. All this right, thing. I love this thing. I do too. I'm I'm really happy that Jonathan is a member of our group because this probably gets more action on the sports discussion group than anything out there. Yeah, I've got to say I'm a little disappointed that that uh. That that Jonathan's starting to realize his his bias. Like I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed with it. <laughs> it, was, it was a whole lot more fun when LSU was at the top of the list every week for God knows whatever reason, and Jonathan would select it for. But and I and I love you, Jonathan. But I mean, yes, your poll is fantastic. Yes, yes, it is. And I gotta say, this week I don't really have a problem with it. The only I don't thing, either. I don't either. Yeah. The only thing I would say is that. Alabama, yeah, they had a poor start, but they've kind of done that the past couple of years. And they I mean they covered the spread with the, the spread was what 33 and a half points? Yeah. I mean they covered the spread. I mean, what else do you want? I mean I think you know, Saban had a personal foul on him. I mean, God. Yeah. Should get him kudos for that. I think it's a Nick Saban conspiracy theory. Uh, <laughs> where he wants to go out and kind of just kind of lays around in that first game and make people think, hey, we might be able to get to Alabama this year. And then, uh, wrong, he runs you over. So, <laughs> that's my theory on that. Bama's still good. I don't care how many injuries they have. 
to Justin. Oh yeah, yeah. The the whole yeah. That, that, that's why I would disagree with with uh with with Jonathan with the whole linebacker thing. Oh, you know, yes, they've lost they've lost their star linebacker, but guess what? Bring in next man up with the next five star recruit. Exactly. I mean, that's and, just gonna learn on the fly. Like they are not gonna miss a beat. Nah, nah, not not. I'm, I'm not worried about it. I do think the rest <laughs> of the league is starting to catch up on recruiting. But it's still going to yeah. be a couple of years out before they can even say we got as much talent as Alabama does. Well, I wouldn't say Tennessee is called up yet. No, no, true, <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, I don't have a problem with the poll. Um, yeah, I would have, even though I don't think Miami's that great. I think Florida maybe could be above state um but really the the second half of the I, you really just can't argue with it i don't have yeah. a problem with georgia being number one lsu two yeah. m3 I, I just i think it's pretty spot on to be honest oh yeah yeah um so last question we'll wrap this up what game are you looking forward to most this week well, I mean, obviously it's a – I mean, really, to me, like, the, the game that stands out to me is A&M and Clemson. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a great game. Um, I don't know that Cle- – I know Cle- – I think Clemson's like a, what, a 17-and-a-half point favorite. I don't know that – I don't know that they're going to – I think I think Clemson will win the game, uh, but I don't, I don't know that it will be that bad. I don't think it will be a blowout. Like, I think A&M hangs in there with them by, like, maybe a touchdown field goal. I feel like they make it interesting. They play up to their potential. Right. I feel like I feel like A and M. You know, <clears throat> I've got A and M going um, ten and two this season, okay. being second in the SEC uh, West, right under Bama. And I've got them beating Bama later in the season. That's that's my bold prediction for the season. Yeah. Whether it uh, actually happens or not remains to be seen. But Every- I like ATM. I got like ATM's chances this year. Yeah. Everybody's high on Mon, you know, and he's kind of the fact, yeah. the key factor in there. And um, he's been in the program for a couple of years now. Um, so, I, hey, it, if if anybody could, it could be them. Um, I I kind of like the LSU Texas matchup, even though I'm not sure that Texas is maybe not ranked a little too high. Um, but I, I do like that one, but I agree. I think the Clemson A&M game is the marquee for the weekend. And yeah. I do – I see Clemson taking care of business, to be honest. Uh, probably two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, um, two touchdowns. Yeah, they're just, they're just that good. Uh, and I, I have them as my national championship pick right now, too. Okay. Um, I will throw out a, a, a quick little uh, word for the Mississippi State versus USM matchup with it being an in-state rivalry. Um, I know probably nobody else in the nation will be watching that, but here in Mississippi, I think it'll be a big deal and it'll be fun to watch. And, and I think the teams are actually pr- – State might have a little bit more talent, but Southern has something to play for. I think it'll be a good game. I'd, uh, so we'll see what happens there, uh, but yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. So, any other closing thoughts? 
Oh, just we had a good time talking sports, and this was the uh, this was the uh, a good sports hang reunion that no one cared about. So, <laughs> some good times. That's, that's right. Well, hey, guys out there, if you like, I've said before, if you have any questions, uh, throw them at us. You can list them underneath the uh, link to the podcast in the group, um, and we'll get to them next time. Uh, but till then, thanks for joining us. Um, hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, give us a like. So uh, we'll talk to you next time. Later. Peace.